0: Are you burned out? Are you going, what the f*** did I just do opening this new business and all you're doing now is working days and nights and weekends? Are you driving thousands of kilometers a year just to get over there to sell some cotton rolls? And you're wondering, why am I doing this? I'm working days and nights and weekends. My phone never stops ringing and you can't shut it off because you're afraid you're going to miss a call. You're afraid to not take a call or you have to open your office extended hours and you're kind of getting burned out. There is virtue in work and there is virtue in rest. You have to use both and overlook neither. I am looking for game changers because the world is already full of players. So this blog is inspired by a combination of life, And the book, Good Performance Habits by Brendan Burchard. Grab a pen, write it down, go look it up. Actually, Google it this way. Free book, Good Performance Habits, Brendan Burchard, B-U-R-C-H-A-D. You can get it for free. It might cost you eight bucks to pay for the shipping and handling, but so worthwhile. It's an inspiration for this uh, podcast today. In the 35 plus years that I've been writing, there's certain subjects that really hit home for my friends and the thousands of articles that I've published, several have garnered replies from the viewers and the burnout that I wrote a decade ago was one of those. And I'm usually doing these articles because I'm feeling the same way. And that article discuss, discussed a friend who quit dentistry and he was rather young, he was in his 40s and was really disenchanted with the prospect of a lifetime working as an owner of a dental clinic. And this is well before all these new sterilization protocols came in and well before the corporation started taking over all of corporate dentistry. This is back in the days when uh, it actually, at that time, it was had a lot to do with just feeling overwhelmed by a new clinic opening across the street from him. Anyways, myself, I was feeling the same way. And some of you reps that are listening to this are feeling that same way. You're traveling. At that time, I was going 200,000 kilometers a year. I was battling blizzards and exhaustion, and I was going on the weekends and nights so I could get to a clinic on time. I would leave on a Sunday, leave my family, and come back on a Saturday morning just so I could have a little bit of family time. I was doing service calls, sales calls, installs, building clinics, doing design, fixing and repairing, delivering products. It was nonstop. I was involved heavily in technology and I was setting up the first dental offices with computers. And you got to think some of my career was back before we even had a pager, everything was a phone call. There wasn't barely email. And I was in a family business, so besides doing all that, I still had the stresses. So some of you are going, oh, you've never fucking run a business. Yeah, I've been there, I've done that. And I had days and times when there was only expenses paid. I understand that concept. I've been involved in two startup businesses. Actually, I've started up four businesses on my own and been cash flow poor. I get it. I understand how much and how hard you have to work to do that. It's a business model and the reward is on the other end. So, being in that family business, there's so many parts that needed to be attended to. And I know you get it. When I looked at my paycheck back in these days and how much I was paying in other life expenses, like at that time going through divorce and having child support that was mandatory and getting extracted from my account automatically. And the expenses, I've always paid my own bills and paid my own expenses. I still do to this day. Every dollar of gas that goes into my car and when I go and take an office for lunch, it's my expense. I am paid a like a contractor. I basically get a certain amount of money. I pay my own expenses and I decide what to reinvest. Just like you do running your business. A lot of times it could be argued it wasn't worth the effort. Because I was working so hard and spending every waking hour working for other people's benefit. And where was my reward? There wasn't any joy. It became mundane. I just had to show up for competitive reasons, which is a horrible motivator. And that is the worst reason to go to work. Because the other clinic opens their extended hours doesn't mean that you need to. Just because they open on the weekends doesn't mean you need to. If you're doing it, you should be doing it for a niche reason. You shouldn't be doing it because you're worried that the other competition is doing it. You should be setting the standard of your life. That's where I'm going with this today. So often I watch as my friends reach these levels, you know, they get busier and busier and they're working hard a lot to do with competition reasons because the corporations are coming and taking over or because another sales reps are calling on their customers. And then even after you go and you take the time to recharge your batteries and you finally go on that holiday and you have all these guilt feelings about what's going on at home and you don't turn your phone off and you're paying so much attention, you don't really de-stress. And you rarely come back looking forward to go back to the grind, you know, pardon the pun, but... You're not ready to go back to work and you feel anxiety about going back to work. So many in our profession feel stuck because you spent all those years getting that degree and then all those years getting to that point as an associate where you could finally get a bank loan and open your own clinic. And now you feel stuck. You own that business. And maybe you're only out you feel that you're only out is to sell that business to a corporation because you can't give up your career you just don't want to run the day-to-day grind i have an answer for you you're not caught in a downward spiral with so much competition entering our profession the lack of team members and dental service organizations and corporations aren't the problem Even as expenses rise and there's higher expectations put upon all of us because of competition and lower benefits plans, I'm going to get to the point of this. As a dental sales guy, we're faced with increased competition from direct sellers all the time. There's always somebody else coming, especially a guy like me who's been around for 35 years. Everybody wants a piece of my pie. And their best way to get in the doors is to come in and try to offer, you know, Cheaper prices, which is bullshit. It's not that it's bullshit that they offer cheaper prices because they do, they try, but it doesn't answer the question, the burning desire for my customers to get better at what they do. It doesn't solve anybody's problems. Easy for me to be cheaper. It's easy for you to open those extended hours and cater to every patient whim. And you know what? In my business, manufacturers, I'm looking at the future. I think manufacturers will consider cutting out guys like me that go on your door and try to get you cheaper dental supplies. It'll get to that cheap enough point that they just take us guys away and they say, you do it yourself. Pack your own groceries. They're going to reduce the training and services of the people on the street so that they can keep prices modest and compete. I think it's a backwards spiral and I've... written a whole blog about that one as well, about whether cheap cotton rolls, if you Google DMD rep or dentistry unplug and are cheap cotton rolls going to end our industry, you'll get the point. It's hard enough to be a rep against a full service company. And yet so many of us, uh, forward thinkers think that's not even our real competition. I don't. I don't think that I'm sending another person to knock on the door and give you cheap gloves as my competitor, because that's simple to compete with. It's a direct-to-consumer products and services like Amazon, or direct-to-the-manufacturer with no middleman, and this day is coming. Anyways, back to my point, when I was traveling the 200,000 kilometers a year, going from northern Alberta to the very southern Manitoba tip border with the United States, I wrote a burnout article and it had a lot to do with owning your own business and not getting paid and what the fuck am I doing? It got me a lot of replies because everybody was feeling the same way and I know you're listening to this and watching it because you do feel it. That blog though was not written to be inspiring. It was written and probably actually got a few people to pull the plug. I probably inspired some people to actually quit It was filled with negative thoughts about why do I bother? And it's pretty typical of the attitude I still see among our colleagues and so many people in this business. I probably should have just journaled it and evaluated it myself and used it to, you know, it was just like getting out a good cry. It was therapeutic. And I actually probably did cry after I wrote it because I get that built up in my attitude. And it ended with me feeling better especially once I start getting the comments from you out there that you were feeling the same way. And thank you for saying it, you know, but uh, hey, you know, buddy, you can feel better. You do a good job and I appreciate you. So it ended up with a new attitude. And I learned that I'm in control about how I feel about my everyday. So I find balance and gratitude. And I feel like you'll always feel Feel out of balance if you're doing work that you don't find meaningful. So I had to find meaning in what I was doing. And those posts saying thank you for what you do gave me meaning. It inspired me to write some more. And it made me think maybe what I do is valuable. Maybe cheap cotton rolls aren't the only thing that matter. So in a recent post on Facebook, I wrote... A friend asked me how I can possibly deal with never shutting off my phone because I just come back from holidays and he's like, Oh, it must be nice. That you shut your phone off. I'm like, No, I never shut my phone off. I get several hundred messages a day, emails, texts, phone calls, great Facebook messenger, WhatsApp and a million different things going on all day long. And I'm running a top performing business, you know, several million dollars a year and I still find the time to write and blog and podcast, and solve video conference doing this. Nobody ever asked me actually if I take the time for myself and I shut off the phone, but I don't because here's what I do. This is how I handle it. And this is where the advice starts. When I get up in the morning, I thank God for another day and I thank him for the opportunities that lie ahead of me. I get out of bed with that grateful attitude then I decide to work and I decide on what I'm going to do. I'll, after I've counted my blessings, then I might turn on my phone and check all urgent matters. Mostly it means delete, delete, delete. <laughs> um, but anything that needs to be addressed, I take care of it. Then I put my phone to the side and I shut it off. I sit quietly and I take time for myself. I read my newspaper. Then I'll move over to the couch in my easy chair and I read an educational, motivational book like High Performance Habits. Then I often, even when I'm reading, I'll close my eyes for a minute or two and I'll focus on those things that I am learning. I will review them in my head and rethink about it so that it's ingrained. I will journal it. I'll often be inspired to write it on my Facebook, which to me is a form of learning. It's like you take your notes in class. I try to take it out and maybe write it. Whether anybody reads it, I'm learning by writing it out. I do this every day. In my personal life, when I go for a date with my wife, I'll give her my phone and watch. And by the way, she works 12-hour shifts times five days a week through the weekends and through a lot of holidays. When you guys have holidays, she's working. But when we have the time and we actually can go for a date when we're not busy with catching up on life things and family, when we actually take the time to go out, I give her my phone and my watch. That is her time and my time to enjoy her. I don't need interruptions and I try to focus and I can still learn to do better, by the way. I always take time to do a workout three to four times a week, sometimes more just actually physically getting on a treadmill and pushing some weight. I've done that since I was 17. I've never stopped. I'm 53. That's meditation time for me. Technically, I perform my work probably, if you wanted to call it work, I probably do 80 hours a week mixed in with different things. Sometimes it feels like work, like when there's stress and deadlines and things that have to be done, but I attack it, particularly if it's a challenge and it needs to be done. There's no procrastination. At the end, it's an accomplishment and there's a reward. I have to admit, I procrastinate uh, the gym and sometimes eating right, because it's more convenient to do some other things, but I get to it. And I remind myself when I'm doing it, I always feel better too. Don't you feel better after you've had a good meal rather than the guilt you feel from eating crappy pizza or after a workout rather than you just sat on your butt and watch Netflix? I love it. I don't think of the work life as a balancing act. I integrate everything as part of my work and life. I am that person who does dentistry unplugged 24-7. And I love it. It's become a part of my life, but I integrate it with my life and other things that I do. I think of life as something to grasp and enjoy and a gift. And I count my blessings in the morning and every night. Every moment I spend learning something new or productive, whether it's for a friend or for myself, is something that Some of us call work. Sometimes it's stressful, but I know I take a breath. I know I will take time to read, to learn, to work out. Trying to find meaning in everything I do, it has purpose. Even if the purpose is to provide security for my family or to help a friend achieve a goal as their opportunity broker. Living life with purpose and gratitude to me is life balance. So here are some quick suggestions. Game changers instead of burnouts. Quest for performance. Stop trying to be better than your colleagues and try to be better for yourself. Set your quest for performance as a goal to be better for yourself. Constant improvement is about you. It's not about competition. Envision your future. Are you clear about who you are? What's your why? Not what you were in the past, but what are you going to be? Where are you going? Do you have a vision? Define what's meaningful in your life. Generate energy. I'm going to work out when I'm done this podcast and actually after I do my Facebook live before I do anything else work related and head out and do some meetings I have today because working out releases the tension and helps release endorphins followed by a nice warm shower too by the way and it helps me create even more energy and more clarity this can be a kind of a meditation and yoga which I actually do on the other days off on the days I don't work out I do yoga I also consider playing guitar as another form of generating energy. And even the deep breathing I stop to do regularly, like right now. Take a deep breath, because I'm midway through this article. I'm three quarters of the way through. But you got to do this kind of stuff. That helps re-energize yourself. Success in dentistry and life originated, when you read my blogs, you see it all over everything. I stamp it. It originated from this basis. Success in dentistry is one thing, but success in dentistry and life is something else because without health, there is no energy created to perform mentally or physically. Bring the joy. After you take your breath, think about what will bring you your joy. Gratitude is the golden frame through which we all see meaning of life. I start every day with that prayer of thankfulness and I end the same way, regardless of how the day went. On the worst days, the most challenging days, I'm thankful to God. I say thank you for teaching me to be a better human being. And I know I have the skill set to conquer this problem. Devotion, purpose, commitment. When you know your why, you will understand who needs you and you can live for that purpose. The patients need you. Your team needs you. They can't perform without your skill and your devotion to constant improvement. Make a commitment to others because when you feel that obligation to others, it will get you out the door. When you feel like you're in a relationship and the things that you appreciate about each other is how healthy that other person is and how they maintain their health with the purpose of having a nice long life living with you, it will help you get to the gym and eat better. My wife is my inspiration. She gives me so much and she deserves the best of me. Just like when I was trying to win her over, I promised her I will always keep improving. Friends who trust me to give my best will always get it. And I promise to be the best at what I do. And you can do this. And as a matter of fact, you owe this to the world. We all do. Goals and deadlines. When you went to school, you knew you had an exam. You had a date set. Whether you liked it or not, you had to put in a little extra effort to make sure you passed, Maybe a lot of extra effort. Or maybe you're like me and I'm kind of dumb and it takes me 10 times as much effort. I don't have that skill set and the brains that you do. And when you're in business for yourself, it's important for you to set that goal and deadline. I'm good at that. I put pressure on myself to get things done. The happiest people in the world that I find self-impose goals that are not wishy-washy. They expect that they're going to lose weight. They expect that they're going to eat better and they feel an obligation to other people to do these things, not only to other people, but to themselves. They have to do it. I don't have to write. I don't have to podcast and blog. And, you know, after 36 years at this stage in my career, I'm doing okay financially. I can live a different lifestyle, but I self-impose certain goals on myself that I'm not allowed to spend certain amount of money until I achieve something. I can't go away and do something until I do something else. My personal goals don't allow that. It means I'm writing here and doing this on a Saturday. I've been up since 5 30 a.m. And after I'm done this, I'm going to go work out and then I'm going to meet a client. Do you set your goals and deadlines for yourself or are you non committal and always distracted? Speaking of which, distractions and focus. You can't physically be in two operatories at once. When you're performing surgery, I hope you're focused. I hope you are helping that patient with the best of your abilities. If you want to be a game changer and you want to be happy, focus is so important. I have close friends who are entrepreneurs, but they lack clarity and focus. And believe it or not, even with the wealth that they've generated, they struggle with happiness because they're not focused. They don't feel that gratitude and appreciation for where they've gotten to And they can't envision where they're going. Too many things cooking at once and no deadline. No focus on getting the task done. They're just applying a little effort here and there. And they are burned out. Are you burned out for that reason? You're too distracted and focused every time you get a spare second. You're staring at your phone and checking your Facebook. Do you take that time to meditate and work out in time for yourself? Skill. Skill. Constant improvement to me is the basis of a whole happy life. We need to have something that we're good at and appreciated for. Whether I'm learning a new skill in dentistry or playing guitar or maybe it's golf or tennis or writing or meditating or yoga or working out or running or biking or whatever the million goals that you have, getting better at it is what life is all about. I'm never satisfied. Dentistry offers so many opportunities for improvement, regardless of exactly what you're trained to begin with. So many specialties and aspects. It's never ending and it's exciting. And we need game changers. The world needs game changers. (laughs) That sounded funny. Anyways, we are all one team. And you know what? I need you. Competition in healthcare is going to take it to new levels, but is it going to be good or bad? Are we going to let cheap cotton rolls change and our lives and create these long lineups of, excuse me, for Walmart type of dentistry, or in other words, cheap dentistry with cheap materials with less long-lasting results with cheap labor Or are we going to create a whole new game? As a game changer, we're looking for those people that are inventing what the next generation are going to be asking for. They're inventing clear, invisible aligners at an affordable price like you might find at a retail outlet. We can be those people. We don't have to build moats around our world. We don't have to be scared if we're selling dental supplies that Amazon is going to steal all of our business. We need to create that next generation of what people didn't know that they wanted. We need to give them a vehicle to go to the moon. We need to give them a driverless vehicle. We have a world that has a mobile phone that I'm holding in my hand right now with a world-connected device that I can speak to that will obey my commands. Right, Alexa? Do you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Yeah, she can. And the world is getting connected by these little AirPods we plug into our ears and they are going to do what we tell it to do. So what are we looking for in dentistry? As a game changer, that's up to you to decide. The majority of people are going to just be players. They're going to play with the rules that the game changers write my world's always considering what will be next and it's my life goal to be the person working with the talented people to get us there in dentistry i think there's going to be kind of a multi-tiered market there's going to be the corporations that provide everyday dentistry they're going to try to provide exceptional everyday dentistry at a reasonable price which should continue to improve as people get educated worldwide on the importance of dental health the food we eat that powers the engine That enters this important orifice through which I speak. Game changers are going to continue to educate and advance the goal of total health. Players are going to continue to hope people come in for a checkup and cleaning. The everyday root canal and filling is still going to happen. The players will sit and fill these holes. They'll likely keep filling them in a few years when the extraction and all else fails. The game changers, the fame changers, will perform these same procedures with longer-lasting results using technology that reduces patient anxiety and pain, using advanced materials that regenerate tooth structure. The CBCT 3D scanning will become a standard of care for game changers. And we're already reaching a point where most of the players are even realizing that they need this game-changing device. Game changers are going to use this comprehensive tool for diagnostic abilities well beyond what they learned in college. They're going to be attending classes and they will probably end up teaching the people in college how to use this important tool so that the next generation will come up with that as just a simple standard of care. The game changers are going to use AI to help diagnose x-rays and use the power of computing to increase the odds to the patient's favor with better outcomes, longer lasting, more health care. We're going to watch digital scanners become a standard of care with abilities we didn't even dream about, especially if you combine a digital scanner with an AI and other diagnostic abilities. What's going to stop a scan from going into a patient's mouth and diagnosing caries, creating a customized patient portal immediately where the patient can go online and envision um, what their smile could look like, what the opportunity is within their mouth. They will have a whole customized game plan on their own patient portal that shows their insurances and shows them everything that you can do for them. They will be able to click the boxes of what they really want their smile to look like and they will be educated through their own patient portal on their overall total health. Game changers are always going to find a way to perform what used to be a complicated procedure, using technology to take out the complicated If you're a rep listening to this, a game changer dental rep will understand that the day is going to come when there's going to be automated replenishment of supplies based on algorithms and it'll be ordered from a a secured source that will be reasonably priced for them and you may not have to write down the order or order it for them and those game-changing reps aren't going to be busy playing the game of trying to cut the price on cotton rolls because this is already going to be done by the manufacturer of the product they're going to already cut you out of the middle so that they can reduce their price and get it to the end user the game-changing rep of the future is going to consult and offer opportunities that the price player never even imagined Training others to use the technology that advances the cause for all of this. So join me. Let's be the game changers.